today on The Breakdown. It's a hand from the super high roller cash game from Poker Go. It's a $200-$400 cash game. It's huge. And it's Justin Young. That's right. Jay Young? We don't call him that, do we? Justin Young against Ralph Wong in a very interesting hand where, well, I believe anyway, from a quick thought about this, from having just seen the hand, that Ralph Wong makes a mistake early that often is the kind of mistake that gets compounded hugely. And then the question is, can you get away once you already make a mistake or you're just sort of trapped into a hand sometimes? And that's what we're going to talk about and break down right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. That compounding mistakes thing really got me thinking about poker in general and the era we live in in poker. Now, it's not necessarily true with the stakes that that a lot of people play. Like, you and I play a lot of stakes that are lower than than you have to worry about, and I'm sure most of the listeners play, you know, 510 or lower type stakes or, you know, tournaments that are 100 to $300 type things, you know. We play the main event in big tournaments, but... um, Generally, you're not playing against tough competition, but it's so error dependent, the the mistake compound thing, like an early mistake, like just a range based mistake now in a game with tough players just fucks you for the whole hand and mm. basically fucks your profit if you keep making that mistake over and over again. Back in the days of high stakes poker and shit, like season one of high stakes poker, Daniel Negreanu was making insanely bad pre-flop mistakes all the time, and he could just make up for it so easily because everybody was so bad post-flop. Right. Like, I mean, it's the, the thing is not, are you making a mistake? The thing is, are you making more mistakes than your opponents, right? Right. And as we continue to learn about poker, we're able to sort of tighten up and make less mistakes, like plug right. leaks. And so we're like, it's just, we're constantly like trying to bail more water out of the ship our each own personal poker ship, right? As we go along. And so this is like, we, it's so obvious now as we look back when I first was watching high stakes poker, I don't think I could see most of the mistakes if, if almost any of them, but now I'm sure if I watched it, it would be just hysterical to me. Yeah. And, um, like watching even back in the day, watching the Heartland Poker Tour when it was on TV, like ten years ago or whenever it first started, I remember laughing because the, they were so bad. Right, like it was obvious to me. I like read Harrington and Holden played the main event once, basically, and it was they were so so bad. And I was like, God, I should really play on the Heartland Poker Tour. Like these guys are awful. We've like, been talking about that for years, and we just never. I know. Do it. Well, there's reasons. Why yeah, it's, they, they don't schedule well. You it, know, it's like a yeah. forty dollar tournament every day, and then the main event, which is like yeah, sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah. It's like why aren't there several three hundred dollar tournaments? Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I think that's, that's part of it is so, so right now what we're talking about is, yeah, like a small range rate mistakes really screws you. But like, if we look back on all the 10 years from now on all this play, we may feel like there's huge mistakes being made by everyone. Yeah. And this guy who's making the least amount of mistakes is doing the best. And maybe, maybe that won't be the case too, but my guess is it will. Yeah. That's just sort of how it goes. No, it seems likely. It's just interesting to think about like these days, even if you're playing in a relatively easy game, you're just, you're you're bailing profit directly out of your little poker boat that you made up earlier. If, if you're just like playing the wrong ranges, especially in a cash game, just sure. like, like, oh, I'm just going to open a seven off under the gun this time, just cause I kind of feel like it, you right. know? And like, there goes some money, like over time there goes some money. I mean, that's, that's every leak in the book, really, right? Right. Like whatever your leaks are, you call too much on the river when tight players bet big, you, um, you call raises in spots with hands that you really just shouldn't be because you feel like it because you want to, because fuck that guy, whatever your reason, um, and over time, over years, you're costing yourself 
untold thousands, tens of thousands, depending on the stakes, you're playing hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe more even. Um, and it's money that you can't even see a lot of the time. Exactly. Like the opening the A7 off under the gun, it's money. Like you're not going to really remember. You, you might think like, oh, I flopped an ace and a seven. It's super unlucky that I lost that. But you didn't have to be in that hand against the ranges that were superior to yours and whatever they flopped that beat you. You know, Right. Right. I mean, we see in our poker time, which is, of course, our cash game that we have on YouTube that comes out every Tuesday and we do the commentary for, it. by the way, you should watch it. It's great. It's a 510 game um, where there's some players who play really, really wide and deeply unprofitable ranges. Yes. And uh, then we see players uh, who really like Wonka, who play profitable ranges mm-hmm. and people, some viewers complain that like Wonka is the boring player because he's playing the profitable range. He's playing tighter, better ranges. Right? Yeah. But he's the guy who like He's the 510 pro, right? Right. <laughs> He's the guy who actually makes money playing this game over the long haul while all these other guys are up or down or whatever they're doing. We have some players playing really what I would like Ken, who's our the biggest winner, I think, in the history of the game, plays what I believe are very unprofitable ranges, yeah. even though it's worked out for him. It still isn't that much time. Like he's still like it's only like probably 150 hours of playing, which isn't enough time. Like the long run hasn't happened yet. All the right. number, like, everything hasn't caught up yet. It will. The breaks are gonna even out eventually or nearly and like it's going to not work out. I think like if he keeps playing these kinds of ranges, if he doesn't adjust yeah. at some point, true in cash games, not necessarily in tournaments In tournaments, you can be Darwin moon and be profitable for life just <laughs> because you hit one really yeah. big one. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. But if you're playing, but if you're on, but that's only if you're playing, but if you play the same kinds of things all the time, like you're playing five ten all the time, for example, yeah. then you can't, you can't do it. If you're playing $10,000 tournaments all the time, even if you're Darwin moon, if you only play 10 K tournaments, you play them a lot. Guess what? You're not going to be profitable. Right. Eventually, okay. it's going to catch up. Darwin Moon's an example that works really well for me because he's yeah. like played the main event twice and is probably yeah. never leaving Maryland again. So <laughs> it, it worked out pretty well. I mean, but yeah, right. It, it absolutely did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly worked out incredibly, incredibly well. And even Jamie Gold, who won like 600 buy-ins from the main event the year he won. Right? Well, he won 1,200 buy-ins, right. but, but, he, but he, was he, actually, entitled, he was entitled to 600 right. of and them. He, and he probably got to keep like 400 buy-ins. And then since then... I don't know. I mean, do you think he's a profitable player, including the, let's say he f- ended up making $4 million off the main event in 2006 after taxes, after mean, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 2019. Is he a profitable poker player in, in, for his career? Is it de- that one $4 million hit? I think probably not based on rumors I've heard. And yeah. also just like how he played on high stakes poker and how he's playing these stakes that are way above his pay grade against players who are way above his skill yeah. level and like trying to mix it up with them and doing crazy stuff. Like, Probably not anymore. He probably doesn't have the money to play in those games anymore, but I imagine he couldn't stay. He seemed like the type of personality who couldn't stay away from those games if they were available to him. And he lived in LA and really cared about status and stuff. All that stuff probably didn't help. I agree. I mean, also when you win the main event, mostly what you do for the next years is you play a lot of big poker tournaments. Like, so it's really easy to give back half a million dollars or a million dollars. Really easy. If you if you're trying at all, you know what I mean. Yeah, especially if you're a guy who wins it kind of out of nowhere, who's like not supposed to win the main event and and isn't yeah isn't like really good enough to like sustain anything. Like Joe McKeon can do it, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. Joe McKeon's an actual player, yeah, right. But Jamie Gold isn't. I mean, Jamie Gold might disagree with this, but most of the he's not a true professional poker player, Right. right? He's a guy who ran really well and had lots of good things happen, and you know manipulated people very well with his table talk at the time, and that was cool. Um, and had the guts to bluff people and played a big stack well. You yeah. know, he did all those things, but also a million things worked out for him and all the ducks lined up perfectly as, as often is the case when someone wins the main event. 
and uh, like Joe McKeon could win the main event again or win could clearly will Cannon will win other big events. Yes. Um, Jamie gold. If he does, it's a freaking miracle. You know, yeah. like it's a big difference. Joe McKeon finished what? Like whatever final table, that WPT event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what he ended up finishing like third or something like You're that. Talking right? about the Steinman hand. Yeah. 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 Like the some Queen's third hand. or fourth, something like that. Something like that. He's had other big success. Of too. course he has. Yeah. And he's going to continue to He's right. a big deal. He is. He is man. Winning the main event would be nice. Oh my Let's God. work on that. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's interesting. This, this conversation bloomed from this whole compounding mistakes thing. Yeah. The mistakes, if there are mistakes in this hand are very minor. I feel like it's like we're going to debate whether or not there are mistakes made. So it's interesting that that's where that came from. Yeah. Let's talk about it. It feels like there's probably mistakes. There's made. at least one, I think pretty clear mistake, but let's see if we agree. Let's see if we get into, let's get into it. All right. Let's get into the hand suggested by Jose skin. Yes. Holden Cantrell and O'Reilly. Now, do you think Jose Skin is his actual name, or that's like his Twitter name? Like Skin is his actual last name, or like he thinks that's like a cool weird thing? Because his his image is like this weird like it looks like white a fish face thing. Looks kind of like fish. a fish to me, huh? I guess I haven't seen the image in a while. Anyway, maybe I'm just wrong. a weird name. I'm gonna look at it right now. What anyway, is- thank you, Jose. Thank you, Holden, and thank you, O'Reilly. If you guys have a suggestion for the breakdown, not just the three of you, but everyone. All you got to do is tweet it at us, include a YouTube link and a timestamp. That's how we can watch the damn thing. And then, of course, we can do a breakdown on it. Okay. Jose Skin no longer has the weird image. Ah. It's just an image of him having won a poker tournament, it looks like, with the Queen Eight of Hearts. He looks very angry having won the poker tournament. It's a Matt Berkey thing, man. To look angry after you win a no, poker No, to have the Queen Eight of Hearts in your Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's doing that in honor of Matt Berkey. <laughs> nice job. Sure. Well, congratulations, Jose. Yeah. Whatever that's about. All right. Let's, let's get into the hand. Okay. So... 200 400 game. We got uh, some garbage humans to talk about. We got Cruck. I forgot his first name, but he's been on the circuit recently in the high roller stuff. Yeah, I don't know his first name either. He's got uh, this is, I think, the first hand of the episode uh, oh, really? or of the session because everybody has either 50 or 100K in front of them, mm-hmm. which is like two pretty consistent buy in amounts you sure. might do at 200 400. Cruck opens in early position with Jack 10 of Diamonds. He's got 50K in front of him. Bob Bright. Mm-hmm. Old, old school, old school guy who's, you know, just been playing these things forever. He's not really a pro, right? He's just a rich guy who plays these things. Uh, he may have been a pro at one point, or he may have just been like one of the better rich guys. And that was good enough for a long time. Yeah, I don't know. But he plays he plays this stuff and has played this stuff for a long time. Well, speaking of unprofitable preflop decisions, he's going to go ahead and call in middle position with queen 10 off middle position. Yeah. Yeah. After the good. early position open. I don't, don't like it. Yeah, not, that's that's a that's a leak. You can call queen 10 suited can't really call queen 10 off there now one of our non-garbage humans is ralph wong yes he's, he's in the cutoff and he's got ace seven of diamonds and 50k in front of him is this a leak to call with the ace seven of diamonds here i think it's close i think it's really close okay uh how much did uh it was made of, you make it 1200 1000 from crook i might have oh, just mentioned have that. it yeah i guess we can call then i mean we're all pretty deep right I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not that deep. I guess 100 blinds. Yeah. It's only two and a half blinds to call on the cutoff with a seven of diamonds. I think it's okay. It's an easily dominated hand, though. That's the problem. It is. It is. You got to be careful if you flop an ace for sure. But it's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would do it or not. I, 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 I think it's fine to call. I think it's fine. It's close, though. I agree. It's close. I think people get way too enamored with calling with suited aces in spots where they shouldn't. Right. Um. I wouldn't want him to three bet the first hand of the session. Personally, I don't think we no. should three, be considering three betting. Um, although way later on, maybe we could consider um, if Kruk is opening a lot. And stuff. Yeah, like we can squeeze here, but I wouldn't like doing it yet. Um, 
I think it's fine to call. I think if he folded, it would be like, yeah, it's a slightly tight fold, but that's fine too. I think it's super marginal. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, Wong ends up calling Ralph okay. Wong. Um, then we got Justin Young, who yes. we've done a couple breakdowns on at this point because he's been on some of this Poker Go stuff. Mm-hmm. All Monday breakdowns. It's all for you Monday people. Monday, you're the real ones. You got a case of the Mondays. That's what you got in a Justin good Young. in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah. Whatever happened to Monday? That's a Netflix movie starring uh, Numi Rapace. Who? Numi Rapace. You know, you know the names of way too many people associated with film and television. It's like <laughs> it's it's to the point where it's bad. Like you, you either need to either move what? to L, move to L.A. or get off the pot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would I would like to move to L.A. Perhaps then, if those are my two options, Numi Rapace, who started in the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the original one from like sweden or wherever they shot it and uh also uh prometheus but anyway please continue okay i would love to uh so justin young calls the blinds both fold okay all right so, oh, Justin young has ace jack yes he has ace jack sorry i didn't mention that that's probably important to know what his hand is because he is one of the non-garbage humans in the hand yeah. as you mentioned ralph young easily do- ralph wong excuse me easily dominated yeah he is in fact and justin dominated. young has ace of spades jack of hearts both blinds fold there is a 400 dollars big blind annie so that makes the pot an even 5k okay going forehand to the flop Flop is a good one for young Justin Young. Well, that that just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? He doesn't really look young either. Wow. He's got gray. Shot across the bow. Gray in his hair, gray in his beard. Young is relative. To what? To his his feet, his room, his people that he's related to. <laughs> Justin. Well, I was saying young is relative. Like Justin Young is relative. He's a relative of people. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Ace Jack five is the flop. Ace of clubs, Jack of spades, five of hearts. This is a really good flop for Justin Young. Yes, it's a huge flop for Justin Young. The problem is no one else has a very big hand, as they often wouldn't. I mean, I mean Wong has, Wong Wong has, has something. You could get some money out of Wong, but like you really want Kruk to have Ace King here, right? Yeah. Kruk has Jack 10 at least. He has a Jack. Yeah, it's true. But Kruk does not continue betting. And Bob Bright does not bet his gut shot. Wong is going to bet. Do you think he should be betting the A7 here? It's kind of a weird spot. I think it's fine to bet it, actually. Like, you don't want to just give all infinite odds to the gutters. There's going to be a lot of gut shots out there. Like, King Queen is out there. Queen 10 is out there. Um, Queen Jack. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, not Queen Jack. King 10 is out there. King 10 suited, anyway, is out there. Um, that's, I think not, that's not that much of stuff to protect against, though. I think it's really fine to bet. Also, you can get value from a Jack sometimes. You can give, I mean, Kruk is looks like he doesn't have an ace that often. Certainly not a big ace. Usually not. That's great. But he may have a hand that he feels obligated to call at least one street with, like queens or kings or something like that, or a jack. He might not feel obligated if you bet into four people. He might not. People. It's okay. To, I think it's fine to bet. Like, rather than give three other people a free card. Which but your only argument is the gut shots might get there. Um, I mean, not. it's not the only argument. Like, jack 10 has outs, right? Queen jack has outs. It's not just gut shots. Okay. There's but, lots of ways. There's lots of cards that can come where I'm like, well, that makes a lot of two pairs and that makes a lot of this. That makes some gut shots. Right. And like, why not? Def- why, why, why do that against three players? If you bet you're going to often be only doing it against one player. That seems okay. way better. So, so generally it's just about equity denial or at least equity consolidation with other players who are bound to continue in the hand yeah. and removing the random equity. I think so. Okay. Those, those are decent reasons. Just, uh, you know, in a vacuum, the bet feels like there's not a ton of immediate value. I agree. So, but, you know, when you're forehanded, I think, like, you just got to bet a lot when you have yeah. what you think is the best hand because by the river, it's often not the best hand, you know, and when it is, it's hard to get value anyway. Yeah, and it's, you know, but but Doyle would say you probably shouldn't because it's the first hand of the session and it's bad luck to win the first hand. Yeah, that is the one reason. That's like, the reason to fold the A7 suit. How many flop. goddamn times did Doyle Brunson say that on TV? Imagine how many times he said it in his life. 
<laughs> I love that guy, but that was annoying. All right. Anyway, so Wong bets his 2,500 into 5K. Okay. Seems fine. As Justin Young, what do you want to do with your top two here? Um, well, the problem with raising is I'd be very concerned that the hand would be over immediately. So often. Yeah. Wong often has a one pair ace type hand, maybe yep. sometimes a gut shot or a one pair Jack type hand. I mean, w- the hands that Wong is most likely continuing with are hands that are not really great for us, right? Like pocket fives. Yep. But like if Wong has, let's say like the hand he has, we're often just going to fold him out right now, right? Like yep. if he thinks about like, well, what is Justin Young raising me with? The answer is usually... I can't come up with anything that a seven can beat. <laughs> so like I'd be concerned that I'm going to knock everyone out at the same point by just calling. We may be sort of handcuffed to the pot with top two, but we could still lose because the gut shots come in. Someone makes a set. Someone like we're forehanded. I think it's fine to raise. I think it's fine to call. Yeah. I mean, we could really hope that the Wong has something like ace queen, which is a hand you won't be able to fold. We want Wong really to have ace five suited, right? Well, yeah, That's like the ideal hand. Sure. Ace queen is pretty good too. Yeah. So those are reasons to raise. And I guess that maybe we can just sort of like assume like, I mean, a raise is very strong right now. We're forehanded. Yeah. Like it looks pretty powerful if we raise. That's the problem with raising. It does look powerful and it's not, oh, there's not like two to a suit or anything that we right. could also have besides a super strong hand. Like I wouldn't believe that as Justin Young, that people would think I'm raising a gut shot in the first hand forehanded after Wong decided to bet. Yeah. You know? But that's what Justin Young is hoping for because he does raise. Yeah. I think it's okay to raise. Yeah. Raises to 8,000. Yeah. The thing, the thing about it is just that the board is so crazy dry and there's yeah. three opponents. It's like, well, you pretty much always have something, right? You really want there to be two to a flush out yeah. there. But I get it. Four, four opponents or three opponents. It's just like, you know, there's just too many people, man. Let's get rid of some of them. All right. Well, we did. We got rid of Cruck and we got rid of Bright with the Jack and the Gut Shot. Yeah. And now this is what we were really talking about at the beginning is, is, is this thing. a mistake? Because Wong decides to call yeah. with the A7 here. And based on what we were just talking about, it feels like a mistake, right? Yes. Like Young has to be raising a gut shot in order for Wong to be ahead. Or he's getting real squirrely with like five, six of diamonds and is like, this isn't good enough, but I want to like, you know, maybe win and protect my equity. And at the same point is like be able to bluff later. And if I improve, it'll be super disguised. Like, but that's, that's really a stretch. Yeah. It feels like a stretch. Like yeah. He can just call or fold five, six of diamonds too. He doesn't have to raise it. Probably fold. Yeah, but probably. Yeah. But he could decide to call even if he yeah. wanted to, like he's, I, I'm in position. Maybe I can play him later. Maybe I can improve, blah, blah, blah. But he could also just fold. I agree. He probably folds. Um, yeah, I don't really see the argument for Wong to call off the top of my head. Unless he knows Justin Young is going to raise all the gutters, like, and has all the gutters. Why would he think that? I don't know, but that's that's the reason to call, right? If they're heads up, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Although doubtful, but sometimes four ways. I don't know. Doesn't all seem right, that So likely. what's the value? The value is clearly Ace Jack, which... Yeah. which young has all eight combos of yes that are remaining in the deck um five, or nine five. combos excuse me nine combos um right uh yeah oh, yeah oh that's right from wong's point of view nine combos oh no right. from wong's point of view it's less it's six combos there's three jacks and there's two aces it's six combos nope yes that's right yeah six combos six combos all right so he's got the six combos of ace jack he's got the three combos of pocket fives and that's about it you don't think he's got jacks almost ever. Yeah, it's tough for him to have jacks. So you could say, well, there's very little value. Right. And that's fair. The problem is there's very little bluffs that make any sense at all. 
I think you need Justin Young to be the type of guy who's going to raise some of his gut shots, maybe with a backdoor flush draw or something. Yeah. And some of his random like five X suited hands and you use them as like small, small equity blocker, like could improve and bluffy type hands. I mean, five X is kind of a great hand to raise actually. in that like, the strongest hand that Wong can really have is a set of fives, and you block that if you yeah. have 5x. That's pretty cool. Wong can have ace-jack. He can have ace-five suited, but there aren't very many ace-five suiters left if you've got a five in your hand. Right. And pocket fives only has one combo now, which is pretty sweet. So it's like a cool idea and a cool play, but I don't know if Justin Young is going to do that on the first hand or if Wong should be thinking that he would be. I don't know if Justin Young is going to do it on any hand. Yeah. One, so I was sitting... Uh, I was playing... Uh, on Saturday night, and I was sitting next to uh, our friend Max Young, who is a very successful tournament player, right? He's won, yeah. I don't even know how many, like he's won at least two or three WSOP circuit main events at this oh, point. Oh, I think it's circuit main events. I think he's only won one, but I he's got he's won two, actually. No, I think he's only got one circuit main event, but he has seven circuit rings. Does he have seven now? He's won a bunch of, it feels like he just wins, you know, six figure turn, uh, amounts in tournaments on the regular. That guy nights. is always grinding. It's incredible. Yeah. So anyway, we were talking because um, he was talking about how people uh, over adjust to him and people like assume he's always making plays and stuff like that. And he was saying, but really, you like almost never make a play like, like you need all these things to be lined up just right to, to, to like make a big move and not to say uh, and Max makes big moves. For oh, yeah. Sure. He probably time. makes more big moves than anyone I know who's successful. Yep. You know, so like he's the best at it as far as I know in terms of like people that I'm like close to anyway, you know, um, but he was just talking to me about it. And he was just like, yeah, but like, like I'm almost never really doing anything. Like it's everything's got to be perfect. Like for me to make the play and like, it's rarely does everything line up. So, you know, like people, people like are so afraid of him making the move that they pay him off way more often than they should. And they, they make, they do all these really bizarre things because they're so concerned. He's going to make a play, you yeah. know? And in some ways, that's what I think we're seeing a little bit here. If you're Wong and you don't fold. Yeah. Right. Like it's the first hand. Maybe if you played a lot with Justin and you know he's a crazy man, fine. Then you should definitely call. But otherwise, what the hell are we doing calling here? We can't call. This is just a fold. Just yeah. throw it away. Yeah. So Wong calls. Seems like a mistake. It seems like a really big mistake to me. A really big mistake would be not using the link in the description when you sign up for Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Yeah. How big it. of a mistake do you think that would be, Jonathan? On a scale of zero to hippopotamus, I'm going hippopotamus. And by hippopotamus, you mean the size of the mistake as compared to other animals. Yeah, you said how big a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Hippopotamus. And when you say hippopotamus, it also means if you just got in a swimming pool with an angry hippopotamus, that would be a big mistake. Oh, my God. Do you know hippos are like the most dangerous yeah. uh, animals in Africa? Yeah. They killed the most people or something, right? Um, they're certainly the most deadly. I don't know if they've killed the most, but they're like, they kill you faster and are like more savage. And uh, people don't think of them as the, the thing to be afraid of, but that's the thing you should be most afraid of. They also can kill you on land or on water, and they swim super fast. Right. So that's basically what's going to happen to you if you don't use the link in the description. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you got to sign up for Nitrogen Sports Poker Room because it's sweet. Yeah, it's a Bitcoin-only poker site, which means you get your money in fast. You get your money out fast, like 90 minutes instead of several days like everybody else, all the other poker sites. Of course, if you use the link in the description that Grant's describing, you get to play in our every month, end of the month, Poker Guys invite only tournament. You get to play in every one of those. They guarantee a thousand buy-ins. We usually get like 80 players, which means there's over 900 buy-ins just extra in the prize pool. It's amazing. It's also super cheap to play. Costs a tenth of a millibit, which these days is like 40 cents. Yeah. Like they're, they're giving it away. They're just giving away free money. They also have sports betting. They've got casino games. It's awesome. Get in there. Get you some. Poker. You don't even have to download any software. You just do it on the browser and it's nice. Take wing with nitrogen. Wing, wing slap your dream. 
all the wings for you. Give, Hydrogen sports. Give many flying wings. All right. That's, Back to the hand. <laughs> we give them so many golden opportunities for new slogans and stuff. It, that was a good one. Actually, that was a really good one. They yeah. need to take some of those slogans and use them. Yeah, I think that was one of our best sessions. <laughs> <laughs> good, good session we had there. Every, every ad we do is like a jazz session for Miles Davis where it's just like crazy improv. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to take this saxophone. And I don't even know what's going to happen. Scooby doo dop dop You know, that's yeah, thank, the, and thank God it's being ads. recorded for prosperity because in 50 years, people are going to want to hear this stuff. Yeah. I think it's posterity, not prosperity, but whatever. Did I say prosperity? You sure did. Wow. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, well, you struggled to speak today, but it's okay. You still couldn't say hippopotamus earlier either. That's true. You said another word incorrectly earlier as well uh, but maybe, hey you, you know i'm whatever. having a rough day i guess yeah i guess you are but you know who else is maybe gonna have a rough day is ralph wong baby <laughs> ralph wong's in trouble he's <laughs> called the flop of ace jack five rainbow he's got a seven his opponent justin young has ace jack for top two the pot is twenty one thousand dollars going to the turn which is the ace of hearts oh no Uh-oh. what's the effective stack here uh wong is the effective stack he started with 50k so he's got like okay. 41 okay so this is bad <laughs> yes there's 20k in the pot right there's 21 yeah yeah like wong's in huge trouble when that ace comes on the turn yep so i mean it shouldn't really change it that changes much nothing it just it adds a blocker it adds a block if justin young somehow had jack five suited which i can't imagine he would have no we've taken the lead he's not he's not in the blind he's on the button justin young knows what he's doing he doesn't have jack five of course um th- that said this is you know a really good card for us. I mean, Wong has outs against fives full. He has more outs than he would have if he hit the seven also, yeah. which is nice. Um, and there's a mental way this sort of like sort of ties you to the hand a bit too when you make trips, you know, which is not turn. a good thing necessarily, not, especially in this case when you're losing, you're like just young has the nuts. Um, we can only lose this hand. Oh no, a Jack can come and we can chop. Yeah. That's we have two outs to chop. That's all we got. Yeah. The, the mindset thing is a problem, especially when on the flop, you're already vaulted into the mindset of having a bluff catcher. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, I have a really good bluff catcher. I mean, I've now. improved tremendously. Yeah. Now it's like a good bluff catcher, which I'm not supposed to fold because right. it's a really good bluff it's catcher. true. Yeah. But this is that compounding mistakes thing. Though. Right. Like, how is he supposed to fold now? Yeah. So what happens? He checks. Good. Young's going to bet, which a lot of people will check here when they just have the board so locked up. Terrible. Yeah, I know. But a lot of people will do it because they're like, well, I block all of the good things except for fives full and he didn't re-raise the flop. So, but think of it the other way. Like he called the raise and an ace came. Yeah, he could have ace queen. He either has fives full, which we really want him to have, or he's got trip aces. Like those are the, I already has, I guess he can have aces full of fives. All those things are great. Or he could have a a really non-believer Jack. Okay. Well then an ace is like, Gives him more of a reason not to believe, right? There's yeah. less less combos of us to have having aces here, but most of the time he's going to have trip aces. Or but this is like such a clear bet, I think, for Justin Young now. Yeah, so he does. He bets ten thousand five hundred. Oh, he's betting just half the pot. Exactly half. Yes, because he's trying to set up an easy shove on the river. Right. If, right. if he gets called, there's forty k in the pot. It's just going to be like easy shot. So here's the problem for Wong now. If his thought process on the flop was like Justin Young somehow has a bluff of some type, whatever five x or king ten. Or, suited that he has there those combos are still the same whereas mm-hmm. the value combos have diminished mm-hmm. because now it's from nine combos down to six i mean look total value combos i think if i think since we've gotten here as ralph wong it would be kind of absurd to fold this turn even though i can't think of anything we can really beat except these super bizarre bluffs that don't make any real sense um so i think he's supposed to call don't get me wrong 
but like we're just we're just setting ourselves up to be like stacked like right we set ourselves sure. up to do that on the flop i know yeah i know but like but like we could have gotten away from it easier but this ace like feels like well now i can't fold <laughs> yeah but there's nothing that changes really and my question is i guess would jesse young even continue on the turn once he once the raise is called and the ace pairs i don't know that he would he might not because because look ralph wong doesn't isn't going to fold yeah because wong's going to have a ton of aces in his range and yeah. it's going to be a lot harder to fold once they become trips even if Wong has a jack, he could decide to hold on because the ace makes it less likely, blah, like we were saying. Now, I think, I don't know that he really would hold on with, with the jack. But anyway, I, I just think Young has, I don't think Young has bluffs really on the flop. I think he has less bluffs on the turn. I think he loses almost all the bluffs that he had on the flop. I think he just drops them. Yeah. Because that, that is a bad card. Once, once do you Wong think, is called Do you think race. Wong should consider folding? Even though he called the flop, let, let's forget about that. You know? Yeah. We're okay. here. And Justin Young is playing this hand in this way. It feels like he's a lot less incentivized to bluff because of the ace pairs. His combos of value did diminish from nine to six. There's only three combos of ace jack remaining. Yeah. The from the, Wong's perspective. I, I think guess. the only way Wong should consider calling, honestly, is if he thinks Young, if he has really good reason to think that Young can be, cannot have it here. Yeah. He's got to have like king 10, queen 10 suited. Yeah. Something like, like that. Otherwise, like if it's just like I have trip aces, so I call, it's not good enough. No, if we had ace queen, we could decide to call here because at least we can at least we have a good kicker, you know, even then it doesn't really it's make a distribution sense. thing. More. Yeah, exactly. It's mostly distribution. Um, but all, yeah, it's still not great, but it's better. It's better than a seven. Like I, I think he can consider folding here. I yeah. really do. I think he's probably supposed to fold here, but I understand why he doesn't completely as someone who calls a lot. Yeah, I, I totally get why once you're here and the ace rolls off, why you don't fold. I get that. I wonder, this is a little weird aside. I wonder, Jonathan, if you personally are going to start calling with a little bit less frequency because a little inside baseball, Jonathan's background, as many of you know, is as a limit hold'em cash game pro. Yeah. Where you're supposed to call pretty much everything all the time. Yeah, you don't fold much. Yeah, you don't fold much. But recently been playing a lot more no limit cash. Yes. Where it's not nearly as profitable to call as frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that's going to change your general thoughts even in, in all poker, not in limit hold'em, but in, in no like limit tournaments and stuff? Yeah, like is that it going to change you to be a little bit less collie? I think so, but I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I've been playing more no limit cash. I, I shared this with you yesterday. I recently made a call with queen high on the river, you know, yeah. um, in no limit. You know, it was in a tournament and uh, was correct-ish in that we chopped. The guy I was bluffing with queen high and I yeah. called with queen high. I then got told how bad I was and what a terrible yeah, player I was. Bad job. Um, so, and I've, I've, I don't know that I've ever actually called with queen high before. I think I've called with king high for sure. I'm not sure if I've ever even called with queen high as when there's no ace or king on the board. So, and so, but I do think probably, yes, I'll probably tighten up slightly is my guess. We'll yeah. see. We'll see as we go. I don't, you know, I like to hold on. I know, but I mean, just, just this discussion of you yeah. actually coming around to thinking Wong maybe should fold once oh, he makes yeah. trip aces on the turn. I, I mean, feel like that's different than if, normal. Maybe you're right. If we had to, I mean, I think it's such a clear fold on the flop and this card actually doesn't change anything and yeah. it feels like it changes something, but it doesn't. It changes and, the combos. It does. Okay. It changes the combos. Yes. But if Justin Young wasn't bluffing and I don't see how he could be bluffing on the flop, then I don't know why, then it doesn't matter. That we that we now have trip bases, right? The only thing that matters is if he's got a set of fives, we have more outs. Yeah, which is nice. We pick up, we pick. Well, not more outs. We have outs instead yeah. of zero outs. We have jacks and five. We have jacks and sevens and aces. Suddenly, yeah, that's actually 
we're still not getting the right price to call. No, of course not. Especially being out of position. And if he has fives and like an ace rolls off or a jack rolls off anyway, we're not going to get any more money out of him. No. If a seven rolls off, we can get more money. I'm cool. We have three outs to getting the rest of his money. If he has, and then we're praying he has pocket fives. Now this is the hope. This is what I think we should. I I don't like the call on the flop. And now I don't like the call on the turn. Well, that's what Richard Wong does. Yeah. Makes the call. The pot is now 42,000. Richard's got 31,000 remaining. I mean, great, great. Richard's in trouble. Yeah. Especially now that the river is the five of diamonds. Yeah. Pairing the board. So it's ace. Jack five, ace five. Yeah. So now Wong chops with everything except for quad fives and ace jack. Yeah. Or wins against bluffs, obviously. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Wong's going to check. I don't think he can bet. I don't. Well, th- nope. I don't see how he could bet either. It's really hard for Justin Young to have jacks. Even if he had jacks, he would and we fold. bet. He would fold. I think we check. And we hope he has some of those bluffs now that he really can't have. Yeah. And are we just chopping whatever? Well, Tur- Justin Young's going to go ahead and shove. Yeah, of course. For Wong's 31K. Yeah. 31K remaining. Wong folds. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about that. Let's do it. Because now he's like, all right. I totally get it, actually. But he should have done it earlier. Right. Uh, if Because it's all the same. The, the whole point, the the whole same, point right? was like, I don't believe you. I think you have a bluff. So if he's got a bluff, he's still got a bluff. This none of the board has not changed at all the entire time. Mm-hmm. If Justin Young was bluffing with five six suited, he's going to check the river probably. He's probably not going to keep bluffing with that and hope with, to fold out under full house. Yeah, to fold out an ace. No chance. He's no, he's going to fold out an ace. He's going to check that and hope he wins. Yeah, he's going to be like, do you have a jack once in a while? Hopefully, yeah. please. Right. He, so okay. he would never try and bluff out a full. Top so I think house. this is the right decision, but made at the wrong time. Well, yeah, and. I think the reason he's doing it is because he's thinking back through the hand. He's saying, okay, Justin Young, professional player, good player. He's not going to have a hand like ace queen that I'm chopping with because he raised the flop. Justin Young's not going to raise the flop with ace queen pretty much ever. You look um, confused. I don't know if that's true. Okay. I mean, they were forehanded. Yeah. Um, when Wong bets, ace queen is beating almost everything that Wong has except for ace jack and five five. Yeah. Uh, he can eliminate other players, which isn't so bad. He gets to be in position. He knows if he gets three bet, he can fold his hand instantly because he's losing. Right. But everything. you were arguing that Wong made a bad call with a seven on the flop, right? Yeah. So what's Justin trying to get called by when he raises his queen? Oh, um, that's a fair question. I can't come up with much of anything at all. Like I think ace 10 plays the same as a seven here yeah. for sure. And should fold. Yeah. Should absolutely bet fold. Um, the, the reason why Ace Queen would raise is as much because it's worried about overcalls and like having that's the only reason for Ace Queen to raise. It's not yeah. about it's not about getting more value out of just out of Ralph Wong. I think it's about uh, just eliminating players if it's going to raise. Still, that's more of a limit play for sure. than yeah. a No limit play. No question about it. I would really, really wouldn't occur to me to raise most of the time. This is someone severely underbet the pot, which sometimes they do. And then I raise with a hand like ace queen in this right, spot but because Wong, it's like to, to charge everyone the right amount or, or, or eliminate players. Right. But Wong bet half pot. Of course he did. Yeah. No, I, I agree. He shouldn't be able to show up with ace queen here. Right. So basically we're still at the same value range for Justin. It's just the combos have diminished on each street. Justin had ace jack and pocket fives yeah. as his like and ace five as right. his main value. Um, now he's down to just ace jack and five five, which is now down to four total combos, so it's not as many as it once was. From right. Wong's I mean, perspective, ace, he could still have ace five. 
He could have Ace Five, which is a chop. With yeah, you. it's a chop now, but yeah, but he can have that. He can still have Ace Five. Only two combos of that, though. Yeah, well, actually, one combo from Wong's perspective. Mm, oh yeah, there's one. No, there's one Ace and two Fives, two combos. Uh, but Justin's only going to have Ace Five suited. So oh, okay, yeah. great, excellent point. Right, so one combo of chop from Wong's perspective. Yeah. If if Justin is not actually raising on the flop with any one pair Ace, which I don't think he's often going to do. Right, but if you think this as Wong, if you can do this, did, you, did we say what Wong did? We he folded, yeah. Yeah. So if you're able to do this analysis as Wong, why are, why did, how did we get here? That's, I, I don't know. That's what doesn't make any sense. Here's, here's my only guess. Wong is one of those guys, and sometimes you have to be this kind of a guy in No Limit, for sure, which is the, we're like, I know I'm calling the flop, and I know I'm calling the turn, and I'm going to figure it out on the river if the guy bets again. You know, sometimes you have the kind of hand which demands that, you know? Yeah. I don't think this is that kind of a hand, but maybe in Wong's mind it is, right? So he's like, all right, Justin doesn't have to have it on the flop because I know something about Justin. Okay, the turn comes, and now he's going to try and blow me off a jack. Oh, God, I called again. But just now Justin knows I have at least trip aces, and now Justin can see I I have aces full. He can see that. Yeah. And he still moved me in. He would never do that as it with a chop, just in case. Like, there's just no... Because he knows I'm calling, so I can fold. That's all I, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on here. Why is he doing this? Why did, why did he, why did he play the hand this way? I don't know, but I think the, the river fold is probably the right play. Although I think it's less of a good play than folding the flopper. The turn would have been, I think he played the river, the best of these three post flop streets, but I don't like any of the decisions. I think this is the, like, if you're ever going to find a call, this is probably the time to find a call of the three of the three streets. I mean, there are only four combos that beat him in the whole deck. I mean, that's pretty compelling. Yeah. Now, Justin Young probably has those combos. I'll acknowledge. Yeah. But he had those combos. Like, there were more combos that were beating us earlier. That's, yeah, like I was saying. Like, like why, why would we call them? Every, every time that Wong made the call, the, the combos then diminished yeah. that of value. And it actually turned into, like, more of a bluff opportunity for Justin just combinatorially from Wong's perspective. I don't hate the fold, but I actually think when you get here, you are supposed to find a call. If you make it here, you shouldn't have made it here, but I think you're probably supposed to find a call because the whole point was I'm bluff catching. And if Justin has King 10, he's still got King 10. I'm still ahead of King 10. Yeah. And and as you said, the value combos continue to diminish. Yeah. We're down to four. We have now a pro like a massive bluff catcher, by the way, just in case, and I don't think Justin has ace queen either, but we do chop maybe sometimes. Yeah. Maybe we're wrong and we chop sometimes. Okay, cool. There's a lot of money in the pot. Like it costs us 30K to win our 21 back, but that's not nothing. $21,000, you know, like I, I don't like this fold, even though I get the fold. Yeah. I feel like he, this fold should have been like the, all the thought processes that he made to get to this fold on the river should have been done easily on the flop. To me, it's such an easy bet fold on the flop. I don't even understand what the hell is going yeah, on. That, I mean, that's this is what you're talking about with compounding mistakes. But yeah. Wong did avoid the massive. It's true. Compound of it. Like, it's true. He saved most of the most of his stack. Actually. Yeah. So I'm saying like, I think he's supposed to call the river, but that's where the biggest mistake would be made yeah. in, in terms of uh, money anyway. Right. I don't know. I don't think it's actually the biggest mistake in the hand, but money wise, it would be. So that's a fair point. Yeah. So, so what do you think? If you actually get to this point, you're Wong. You're, are you folding? I don't think I am, but I, I think it might be the right play. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if I get to this point, I mean, this is the problem is if you got to this point, but let's forget about that. Okay. It doesn't matter okay. that I did that. Like right. here I am. Right. Okay. All I know is what has happened and I'm in the seat. Yeah. Then I might consider the fold, even though there's only four combos that beat me. I'm like, well, what the hell does Justin have that doesn't beat me? Like he's got to just be going nuts on the first hand with King Queen suited like or something like that. Right. Gut shot and backdoor flush draw and barreled the turn. And now is barreling. The thing it's is, it's a barreling. terrible. It's, it's a so terrible hard to believe. Runner. It's so hard to believe that he's bluffing turn or river, let alone flop. Right. Any of the streets, it's hard to believe. It's a bluffing. terrible run out to, to bluff. He's not an idiot. Yeah. So I think it's actually a good fold. And I think I would hope that I would make it on the river. I just think I wouldn't be there in the first place. I can't imagine being in this situation as someone who calls a lot. Yeah. You know, and doesn't like to get bluffed and things like that. I can't imagine being in this situation. So that's crazy. But I mean, Wong, I think, he, I think it is actually the correct decision to fold the river. That is my opinion. I am not convinced. Yeah. Not I, convinced. I just think you have to remove yourself from the thought process that got you to the river. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. It's really weird to though, to go from to you're basically going from this guy has bluffs to this guy has zero bluffs. Like not, it doesn't matter. Like it's a weird thing to but, do, but each decision in a vacuum is its own decision. And yeah. no matter how you got there, you could say like, well, I called on the flop because the demons inside my head told me to call on the flop. And then I called on the turn because the demons got a little bit angrier well, but then, sure. and on the river, the demons left. Well, then that's an easy fold. Yeah, that's a different <laughs> thing though. But you called on the flop because you thought you might be ahead and you called on the turn because you thought you might be ahead. And then the river comes and there's less ways for you, for him, for him to be ahead. And there's more ways for us to have caught up or even taken the lead. Right? So like those are those if there's any reasonable thought process which got us to the river it seems crazy to to abandon it all right now i think well part of it maybe again i i think it doesn't matter what thought process led you to get here it's still the correct fold but maybe what the thought process that wong is going through is like i have to like keep these guys honest and you know i I can really take my time and think about the big bets on the river but Mm but I can't just get bluffed by these guys in, in this game where like, maybe I'm like one of the less experienced players or something. I will say this. Here's a reason to have called flop and turn. I finally came up with one. Okay. This is the first hand of a game that's being streamed. Yeah. Wong is not a guy who's super well known in this community, right? We had never heard of him. Right. So these guys don't know probably a huge amount about him compared to each other. Right. Some of mm-hmm. the other dudes at this table anyway, right? Like Kruk, I'm sure players with Justin Young a fair amount, for example. Sure. Um, maybe Wong is actually trying to send a message with the call and the flop and the turn that like, don't try and fucking bluff me, guys. Like, like in a half hour, you're all going to know that I had a seven and I'm not, I'm not bluffable here. Now, of course, if he ends up getting bluffed on the river, that's different. But on the river, when the 30K bet comes in, he's like, all right, he's, this guy's never bluffing. Yeah. I didn't think he was bluffing before. I know he's not bluffing now. There's no point in calling, you know. It's a pretty expensive that, message. I agree. It seems like you could do way better than putting in $19,000 to send this message, right? Yeah. There's probably just a river spot where you could call for like $4,000 at one right. point or $2,000 or something even, you know, some like small river bet where you you bluff catch and you're like and you show some king high or something like that and then people will not be as apt to bluff you. That's all you have to do. Yeah. I don't know. That's I all give, I got. I give one credit for not paying off the big bet despite a flawed thought process up until that point. And I mean, and the board really cooperating to make it harder to not pay it off. Yeah. Like the board got about is, I mean, if a seven comes and he folds, I, I wouldn't expect him to fold. No, I don't think that's ever happening. That's crazy. Cause yeah. now you're only losing ace jack. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. Five's full is still going to bet. Yes. So. Five's full is going to think it has the best hand. Yeah. 
for sure. Um, yeah, you're just like, whatever. If you got Ace Jack, you got Ace yeah. Jack now. Anyway, that's that. Yep.